All right. We are rolling. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing it for? What What do I want to do? I don't yeah. know about five years, but in ten years, I'm gonna be on a sailboat. <laughs> Pirate Pirating. Pirate in the Caribbean. <laughs> I, I think I could live over there on that boat I was on. The, the <laughs> Joe Blow average consumer don't give a crap about your product in stage one. Only no. the only innovators. Two point five percent of the world. Yes. That's all that might care. Yep. And so what do you got to do to get in front of them? What do you have to do to get in front of them? That's what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be discussing the topics of branding versus marketing. Marketing versus branding. What is the difference? And I can promise you there is a difference. B Hunt will be back in the studio with us today. He's been on the road. I've been on the road. We've been traveling a lot all over this country the last few weeks. Um, hence why we haven't released a podcast any sooner than right now. But we are back in the studio today having some fun discussing marketing versus branding. I do want to say before we get started, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the feedback we've gotten. Uh, been been taking several emails almost on a daily basis here lately to feedback at Tour 12. All of our close in-house friends, uh, I say in-house meaning friends from the state of Arkansas, um, getting a lot of text, actually some hilarious text to be honest with you. And uh, just so everyone's aware, this is this is what we're doing. So this is episode five today. This will be the last episode in our soft launch of the Tour 12 podcast. And what I mean by that is we've taken the first five episodes to kind of um, figure out what the heck we're doing to be honest with you and get feedback get constructive criticism from our closest friends and probably this episode if not the following we'll be launching this across all of our networks um, on the digital platforms that we're associated with and starting to get the word out about tour 12 so thank you for all the feedback you've given us. Thank you for the reviews. Um, if you haven't had a chance to review the podcast, if you don't mind, help us out. Go to iTunes. It's very simple to review. Uh, give us a thumbs up. If you like the podcast, if you don't, don't go give us a review. Just just throwing that out there. Just kidding. If you don't like it, tell us. We want to know. Um, we love constructive criticism. And uh, hopefully, um, as our goal in this podcast is to add value to our listeners, make you better in your respective workplaces, um, and inspire, inspiring you to, to chase your dreams, you know, living your passion. We want you to live your passion. We're getting to do that on a daily basis. And if we can do it, anybody can do it. I can promise you that. So we're going to be talking here in just a few minutes with B, breaking down marketing versus branding. Um, and before we get there, though, you guys know I love to add a little bit of life value before we dive off too far into the marketing conversation. I want, to, I want you to think about this for just a minute. We all have some role of leadership in life. John Maxwell actually defines leadership very simply as it's just influence. And so if you were to define it just by simply influence, we all have influence in certain places, certain areas of life. And I just wonder right now, what does leadership look like for you? How do you lead yourself? How do you lead within your organizations? Maybe you're the leader of an organization. How do you lead that organization? Because here's the truth. There's ways to lead that work and there's ways to lead that do not work. You guys that know me know I love to study leadership. And something I learned a while back that kind of had a good influence on my life, I thought I'd be worth sharing. And it's it's three leaders you don't want to be. So I'm going to look at basically three leader types that we do not want to be. The first one is this, the unpredictable leader. Because unpredictable leaders produce hesitant followers. If you've ever had the misfortune of working for someone who's unpredictable, you never know what they're going to do next. And since you don't know what to expect, you inevitably become hesitant, you become fearful, you become tentative. And it's impossible for the team to find consistency. And so if you think you might be an unpredictable leader, work on consistency. Successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. Think about that for a minute. Successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. The second type of leader you don't want to be is a domineering leader because domineering leaders produce comp complaint followers and these type of leaders will intimidate or threaten people to follow them and this might produce short-term results but in the long term it can be devastating domineering leaders foster they foster um, a culture of yes people they might get compliance but they don't get commitment and so be intentional by not bullying your team or your organization ask questions and really listen Try to find out what is it they're trying to say. A good rule of thumb is this, is to ask 10 times more questions than you give directions. 
think about that for a minute. That's very practical advice, but ask 10 times more questions than you give directions. That can help you not be a domineering leader. And the third one we would look at is this, the secretive leader. The secretive leader produces guarded followers. And so if your people are guarded, they're not going to give you feedback. And if they don't give you feedback, then your days as an effective leader are truly numbered. That's why transparency, that's why vulnerability and honesty are so important for leaders. Check this out. Simon Sinek, many of you have heard of him. He said it this way. He said, a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. I love that. I'm going to say it again. A team is not a group of people who simply work together. A team is a, is a group of people who trust each other. And so I just want to throw these three things out there before we dive off into this conversation. It's something you can look at in your own life because every one of us are leaders at some level. We have influence on someone, whether it's family, whether that's in the workplace or we're in ownership in business. Um, we all have influence. And so these are three things we don't want to be. We don't want to be unpredictable. We don't want to be domineering and we don't want to be secretive leaders. They all have negative results. Just want to throw that out there, give you some food for thought today. As we get ready to dive into this conversation, I think you're going to enjoy it. Me and B have been around this for some time now when it comes to marketing and branding. And really, probably for me in the last three to four years is really when I've started breaking down the difference between marketing and branding. And I hope this conversation will be worth your time today. This is that conversation with me and B discussing the idea of marketing versus branding. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode five of tour 12 where we are living our passion throughout business leadership and life me and b are in the studio today trying to play a little bit of catch up we've been hot and heavy on the road uh doing a lot of business a lot of meetings with companies and brands and then trying to squeeze in turkey right. season turkey season which is this right here is why i was only willing to commit to one a month because i knew this was going <laughs> to happen. happen yeah we're going to try to get more than that out in the gist of a 12 month you know season of the year but we've I'm, tried like five times to get one recorded in the last month and well, all to no avail i mean every single place we went to i had intentions of recording a podcast mm -hmm. but it did not happen too busy too much going on and uh no offense to the podcast but business comes first always uh, this is just bonus material but we have been pretty crazy i mean just since the last podcast um I know. I, I don't know where all you've been. You've been a bunch of places too. I've been to Nebraska, Texas, all over the state of Arkansas. Same. So it's I've been, been. I've been to Texas twice. I've been in Nebraska. Spring break was in Grand Cayman. That wasn't really yeah, business that related. But I was still traveling. That was hard, wasn't it? It was real tough. And then uh, <laughs> I think I want to sail when I retire. I want to be on a sailboat. That was awesome. Pirate. You would fit in as a pirate. <laughs> pirate. <laughs> I could be a pirate. I think. So anyway, we was we were there, then uh, come back home, and we just got back from Oklahoma. We were in turkey camp. We were going to record a podcast yes. in camp. That was the goal. But 50-mile-an-hour winds and freezing temperatures. Yeah, so we got there Friday, what, about 2 o'clock or so, something like that. I don't know, but we drove like seven hours. Got our tent set up, sat around for a little while, hit the brush. Yeah, I was gonna say wood, but it's not really wood. It's like it felt like brush country, southwest Oklahoma. Yep, like on the Texas line we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't take long. It didn't, man. You got you put us on some birds. We took my son Gavin down there, and uh, I mean, it really. I don't know if it couldn't have went much quicker. More perfect. <laughs> yeah, for an afternoon hunt. <laughs> exactly. Two toms down, and we were pretty much done. And then we camped. And literally, we we're going to record a podcast, but the wind was blowing so hard and it was so cold, we were hours it, out. It was not well. It wasn't going to be a very good quality recording. It was, no, it would have been horrible. I don't know that you could have even heard anything, but I think we need to probably follow up right quick on the previous podcast that Aaron and Josh were on. I was talking to our the good Dream buddy. Crusher <laughs> podcast. We're just going to go ahead and name that, rename that the Dream Crusher podcast. So Kenneth Lancaster, one of our good buddies, I was talking with him and he's the host of the Given Right if you don't know Kenneth. He literally is texting me and Aaron on the way back from wherever we were, Texas or somewhere. And he's like, I know where I stand now. <laughs> he said, y'all need to name this thing the Dream Crusher. <laughs> we got quite a few, uh, probably 
all kidding aside, probably the most feedback we've ever got from a podcast was on this last one just because I feel like Aaron had like 20 years worth of fresh like just build up, build up that he needed to just let loose in one podcast. Well, he didn't hold back. One guy messaged us and said, I think it was Nathan Smith. Was that his name? I can't remember. One of the guys, a bunch of guys have emailed us, but one guy said, entertainingly blunt, you couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. And then our good buddy Robbie Schaefer texted the other day, and uh, he was referring to – I forgot what he – of course, in a three-hour podcast, you can't – You can't remember everything. You can't remember said. everything, but he said, um, he said, dude, I just spit tea all over my dash when Aaron said, if you're not number one, I don't give a crap about you or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I hope people didn't take that literal. But uh, anyway, that was a very entertaining podcast. But I do want to follow up on – I tried to follow up. At the end of that, you thing. did a good job of trying. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how else I could have. It was so, it seemed so negative, but it wasn't meant to be that way. Um, well, yeah, it was. I think it, it was good in, in setting expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to know what you're getting you, into. You, you definitely need to know where those guys are coming from. Yeah, you know, that are spending the money. If that's what you you know you're trying to get into is that game you need to know what what they're thinking and what why yeah and he laid it out there pretty yeah so just for people that don't know Aaron that well he's probably the hardest sell if it makes it any better for you in the industry when it comes to selling yourself or your tv mm-hmm. show if you're in the we got a lot of guys that from that have tv shows that are looking for sponsorship and advertising dollars and uh he is without a doubt. Him and Josh both are probably mm-hmm. some of the hardest to sell. But if you do, once you sell them, if or you can, once they buy, yeah, they buy, yeah. But they and truly in. believe in you. Yeah, they money. believe in everything you're doing. Yeah. So anyway, I hope that wasn't <laughs> three hours worth of just debacle on your dreams and crushed them. But that was not the goal at all. It was more of just set the stage for, like Brandon said, expectations and really a reality check of why are you if you're wanting to do that why. Yes, and make sure you have a purpose behind what you're trying to do. You know, if you if that is what you want to do, you need to know that it's going to be a very hard way to make a living. Yeah, there's not very many people making a living in the TV space. Anymore. Not many at all. Um, I understand because I have it. You have it. The 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 want to create outdoor content and video or film or whatever um tv is very important still i believe but it's not the only way anymore no it's not so but going back to why you do it i i think even if that is there's nothing wrong with wanting to do mm -mm. do that but you need to know why you're doing it because the truth is if you're looking just to be another face yeah or another outdoor celebrity if there is such a thing you're probably and you're <laughs> not be a long road. Yeah, it's well, and the be. truth is the outdoor companies that are spending the money are not looking for the next no premier face in our absolutely industry. not they want to know what are you bringing to the table that helps me grow my brand absolutely and uh so i think just setting the expectations of why you're getting into it is is the main thing and and know your why so you can communicate that with people and more and more and more you need to be on top of your production to get any attention drawn to you whatsoever. You, It's very hard to just put anything out there and it get any kind of attention unless there's some kind of either shock factor to it or the production quality is top-notch. Yeah, and there's more and more of that. There are there's guys. more and more top-notch quality production out there now than there ever has been in the outdoor space. So you really have to be on top of your game in what you're putting out. Yeah. So you mentioned you feel like TV's not, it's still a, an important factor. Give me some, what's your why on that? I mean, I agree with you. I've got some thoughts too, but. I, I, the, the, the digital space, the YouTube, what the various outlets on, you know, digital media, it, it's growing, it's very much growing. Especially with the younger crowd. I mean, my kids don't watch TV. They watch YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that it holds true till you get to somebody in their 30s, you know, upper 20s, 30s. I still feel like from 30 to 60, 
that's your TV audience still. Yeah. And those are the people that have money to spend. Yeah, right now. 20-year-olds ain't got money to spend on new Sitka or whatever, you know. I don't know. My kid, he's 14, and he's finding ways to spend money on Sitka. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Daddy, I want this mm-hmm. or that. Um, so, go ahead. So, I feel like TV still has a huge relevance. I, I feel that way. Well, um, we've even discussed – even with Aaron and them, because they're obviously some of our biggest partners with Swagger and Big and J, but we've even discussed just completely going the digital route. Yep. And, and Aaron is actually the, probably the only reason we hadn't so far because we He talked, keeps, yeah. Well, yeah. hitting in his side of it was anybody can do digital, yep. but anybody can't do television and digital. It's exactly. a whole other level of credibility to what um, you're doing. Yeah, to what you're doing. And even the way Smart now, does, does it cost a lot of money? You're dang right yep. it does. There's a lot of expense to that. Um, but the numbers still show there is some relevancy to television. People are still watching it. Um, totally. But I don't know. I go back and forth all the time because I like the whole digital side myself personally. There's a lot. It's less easy. There's there, a lot it's less easier. There's no television. guideline. There's no time frame. There's no you have to have this in here. You have to have that in there as far as sponsorship stuff goes or partner stuff goes. Um. It, it's you, it's easier to produce. Um, you it, it's just easier all the way around. Yeah. You don't have network guidelines you have to follow. So we've been on the road, like I just mentioned a while ago. Let's transition a little bit here. Um, today, our kind of our goal is to briefly scratch the surface on marketing. Um, again, this entire podcast is built around the idea of living your passion. So. This, and, and, and I don't know if we've really thrown it out there yet or not, but so Heath and I, we have Strutting Bucks, which is our TV right. show side of things. And we have South Face Media, which has mainly been a content creation type company in the outdoor industry up until this point. Yeah. And now what we're kind of transitioning South Face into is more of a marketing firm. Yeah, basically. And there's reasons for that. And yes, it's, it's because we've of, seen gaps, especially in the outdoor industry, in 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 firms that are already there. And we feel like we have a team in place that we can fill a lot of gaps for a lot of companies. Yeah. So with all that being said, that's kind of, we're market driven. We're, we're, that's what we like to play in is the marketing space. And that's kind of one of the reasons we're going to maybe give you some insights today on some stuff we've learned over the last few months in this endeavor and what companies, A, should be looking at doing or need to do or are doing that we've learned that they're doing that's working versus stuff maybe not and how you can put that into work, into into play in your life, in your business, whatever it is you may be doing. Yeah, I think the principles here of what we're going to talk about can apply to business and products or personalities. Absolutely. Or television shows or... Or even if you're just a person working a job but have aspirations to climb the ladder in that in whatever space you're playing in, we all need marketing in some form or fashion. And, and we're always marketing ourselves whether we know it or not. Oh, yeah, everything. Based off of what we're projecting to everyone that we're in contact with. And yeah. just having a little awareness of what we're what you're doing and what how you're speaking and what you speak about and that can pay huge dividends as far as career development. Goes. Oh yeah. Every 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 single thing you say or do or produce says something about you and your brand. Every, every single thing. Every single I can remember getting in trouble with my wife a few years ago. Because I wouldn't post a few cell phone pics I had of mm-hmm. our kid of our kids. No, it was a great battle. It was <laughs> you'd enjoy it. But I mean, she understands now. But then she was like, "You telling me you won't post a picture of our daughter of you from your phone?" I was like, "No, I won't." Yeah. She was like, "Why?" And I said, "Because in my line of work, we are obviously very photography and content driven. Yes. And production driven. And so every single piece of material that we put out represents." our brand yes you know it's not mm-hmm. that there's not a place for that yep. um in stories or whatever mm-hmm. on instagram or facebook or whatever but 
Um, I don't think a lot of a lot of people and companies realize what we're referring to here when we say that because every single thing you do and say represents you and your company or if you're in the television space or whatever your partners it represents everyone yeah i mean if it's you and you go to work every day and you're working with your colleagues and you're the guy or the girl that is constantly complaining about this process and this and that why we have to do this what is why why do this and you're projecting a negative yeah position of yourself i mean if if you're that person that's always complaining then you're the complainer yeah you know you're marketing yourself in that way and probably <laughs> and don't realize most people doing that don't realize that that that's happening but that is what's that happening that's what's being perceived yes yeah. yeah there's a reason if you're the negative nancy in the group you probably ain't got a raise ever <laughs> you know what i mean exactly <laughs> i mean and it's usually the complainers and the high drama that's requesting the raises, and mm-hmm. and and it don't ever happen because of what you're saying. They exactly. Po- they position themselves from a, I mean, a personal marketing mm-hmm. standpoint. They have decreased their value. Yes. To the team by the way they've what they've said, the way they've operated, or the drama they've created. I have these conversations regularly uh, around the topics of drama with different companies, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, but people have no idea what they're doing to position themselves to be out of a job soon. I yes. mean, really, they're just day by day, don't even realize what's happening. And it's, it, it, initially you don't think this is marketing, but from a personal standpoint, you're marketing yourself and you everything gotta, you say yeah, you and, get, and how you act and what you do. Yeah. And if I'm running a company, the last thing I need is that that chatter, cancer and chatter over here yeah. about, you know, you've got plenty of other things that you've got to be worrying about. Yeah. And it's like a virus that just spreads an organization yes. and creates negative uh, negativity, creates drama and a lot of hard feelings. Because what happens is this is what, what I've seen happen in the last even just really this even goes back to some of the ministry and just dealing with people side of my previous, well, I guess it's, I was about to say my previous life, but it's all still the same. <laughs> <laughs> like I've had two lives, but, um, what happens is most people don't want to address conflict and issues. And so no. it, it boils and it boils and it boils until the time you do address it. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, it just explodes, yep. you know, and then you got a lot of hard feelings and people mad at each other and it don't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. But all that stems from how someone is marketing themselves mm-hmm. and and their value within an organization or a company. Um, I don't know. I think that's definitely something that needs, needs to be considered from a personal standpoint in in everything that we do and the way we communicate our our personal lives, the way we put put ourselves out there, it matters. Yes. And I think some like you, I mean, you hit it nail on the head. People don't think about. No, stuff like I mean, that. I I don't. I mean, I fall victim to that same very thing. You yeah. know, I think we all do. Yeah. But if we can try to be, think of it that way well, and be, be conscious aware. of it, then yeah, we can do all do a lot better. Yeah. And well, I think I think just bringing the awareness to it. I mean, even asking yourself that question right now in life, mm-hmm. do I fall into that kind of that mm-hmm. category every now and then? Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, we all do from time to time, but. I was listening. I, I love studying leadership and, and listening. I listen to a lot of different um, resources when it comes to leadership. But I heard something the other day. I actually use this all the time now because it talks about dealing with change. And and uh, Greg Rochelle is a guy I listen to. I think I think that's where I got this from. But he talked about people only change for two reasons: because they want to, or because they have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of truth in that. Um, and if you can catch it on the front end and change because you want to, it's going to save you some heartache. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, to do it. Yeah, if because you, you want to do it, then yeah, one it shows that you care too. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to be reprimanded in an organization or mm-hmm. let go for whatever reason, um, there's ways to cut that off. I feel like on the front end. And I think some of it too is people go through life without having a plan, or they go through their career without having a plan. I mean, if, oh, and and to add to that, I think they go through life without a plan. And without accountability, yes. So, so that's a big deal because mm-hmm. if you've got some accountability with some good friends, mm-hmm. and I've talked about it numerous times with mentors or whatever, it don't even necessarily a mentor could be a best friend, not and not even call it that, but mm-hmm. 
you can bounce ideas off of or say, am I lagging in some area right here? Mm -hmm. And be willing and care for each other enough to tell them the honest truth, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I could could fill up 10 fingers right now of people that need to be talked to like that that Mm -hmm. I know personally um, that need need to change or they're going to have to change Mm -hmm. or or go find something else to do. I mean, it's, you know, one of your favorite things to ask people is, what, where, oh, do you, where do you see yourself in five years yeah you know most people can't answer that question. most people don't know so don't feel weird if you can't answer that right now because but it, most it, people don't but it you need makes to you it. think about you know yeah what am i doing yeah what am i doing it for what what do i want to do i don't you know? know about five years but in 10 years i'm gonna be on a sailboat <laughs> Pirate pirating Pirate in the caribbean <laughs> I, I think I could live over there on that boat I was on. It was pretty nice. <laughs> but okay, so let's. Oh, that's. I'm joking. But let's say I did want to be there, which I kind of do. A pirate? Well, not necessarily a pirate, <laughs> but but I would have to have a plan of action of how now I'm going to make yes. X amount of dollars mm-hmm. to pay off everything I got. I got to get kids through college. There would have to be a plan laid out, mm-hmm. and I'm actually trying to do that by the age of fifty. It ain't going as fast as I'd like for it to, but. At least there's a plan in place to try yep. to get there, you know. Um, so that's definitely worth considering. Um, I don't want to get too far off because we done went off from marketing to personal life. Oh, yeah, and totally. <laughs> let's get back to marketing. Okay. That, that's a whole other podcast. I want to talk about um, together, we'll, we'll kind of break this down, but one of the conversations I have with almost every company we get in front of now is marketing versus branding. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, I mean, just in the last, I don't know, three weeks, we've been down in Texas a lot. Um, We've taken on the marketing for down and out blinds, which is a pretty innovative product um, that's coming to the coming to the industry. Um, we had a lot of fun this last week down with All Season Feeders, bringing them on. They've got some big time innovative products coming out. Uh, I got to hang out on their ranch. We're going to be doing a little bit of marketing with their their new ranch, G4 Ranch. And then we also got to hang out with Kendall Jones this last week. That's more from a personality uh, side of our industry. We're going to be doing some things. Um, kind of marketing strategy with her and her team and um, all of the conversations that we have we discuss what we're fixing to talk about marketing versus branding because there's definitely a difference um, and my, a lot of companies never grasp a hold of this we just think marketing 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 mm-hmm. we got a market we got a market but the branding side is totally different so what I like to tell people and this is just the way I look at it and I think you do too but um, marketing relates more to the product, what you have. Um, this, yeah, this specific is, yeah, product. it's more specific to the product mm-hmm. or the, the personality, whatever. This is why you needed to use X over Y. Yeah, and this is how it works. This is what it costs. This is features and benefits. Marketing go ties to all of all of that specifically. Branding is more, and a lot of companies miss this. I'm going to say the majority of companies miss this. Branding is more how a customer or consumer feels when they interact with your brand who are you as a company and yeah. what do you believe yeah what are your what values? are, what are your what values you, as a company what do you represent so mm-hmm. immediately yeti comes to mind for me yep they've probably done the best job in the history of the outdoor industry of truly branding a product that 20 years ago nobody would in their wildest dreams ever thought you could brand that people, that, well that people be running around with ice chest stickers on their back glass and hats and shirts they've built a lifestyle around this and it's because they've done such a phenomenal job of branding so branding really uh communicates what they believe it communicates the lifestyle that they they love to live and Um, if you look at most category leaders they've done that well yeah oh you know they've done that branding job well yeah because if you branded yourself correctly most of the time it doesn't really matter what kind of product you come out with if they believe in your brand they're going to buy your product over somebody else's in that same category yeah as long as it's legitimate yeah legitimate product yeah i think but i think even i was trying to think of some companies i don't want to throw no names out there because i don't want to ever be derogatory really towards anybody but i've seen even companies with products that aren't very good that initially were branded pretty well that did mm-hmm. okay for a season like they weren't that not that's, that's the drawback to branding a sorry product is it's not going to be sustainable yeah you term. have to have a, you have to have a good product yeah so so there's marketing there's branding 
Um, and I want to get into a little bit of kind of the marketing expectations because this is something that I see just in, in meetings that we've had really over the last several years, um, predominantly here lately for sure. Mm-hmm. But the expectations of marketing dollars, let me backtrack for a minute because I want to, let me set this up. There, I know of a lot of companies that that don't necessarily put a lot of dollars into marketing that do okay. Then I know companies that put a lot of marketing dollars into their brand that lead categories. Yep. And so, I think to start this off, you've got to figure out if you're if you are a, a personality or if you're a company or you're one to launch a product someday you've got to determine right out of the gate where i want to where i see myself yeah and that goes back to your plan yeah you know you have to have it at the start of whatever it is you're doing you know you need to already know what your endpoint is yeah because if you don't know what that endpoint is you don't know if you've succeeded or not so when you say endpoint you're referring to do i want to lead a category do i want to sell my business in five years yeah what what is it that i'm trying to get or, out of or do i just want to make a living in a certain industry do i just want to yeah do i want to have a comfortable living doing what i love and, that, and that's okay industry? i want to say that that's okay i know of several companies that are like that that have three or four employees and they don't they sell everything they make every single year they profit a, a decent amount of profit and yeah. They rock on. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know numbers, but I think we could throw out throw Nat Gear into this category. We're from Arkansas. Nat mm-hmm. Gear, the camouflage company, is from Arkansas. They're out of Little Rock, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't necessarily lead a category in the camouflage um, industry or that space. They have a phenomenal pattern, a great pattern, and they sell about everything they put mm-hmm. out. It's very reasonably priced. It's yes, it's it's marketed. It's it's not marketed really, but I mean it is generally produced for the every average day working guy i mean it doesn't which it's is a not, pretty big target yeah, audience. it's a huge market <laughs> yeah i mean and it, it's very reasonably priced yeah and so we just want to throw that in there because i mean that matters and it's not bad to be in that place no i mean if that's your goal then that's what you want that's I mean, we exactly could exactly where you need to be. We could even throw our television and in, show into that right category. where we are in that's, our television. That's probably show. exactly where we yeah. are. So we're but, not trying to be the next Michael Waddell with our television show. Yeah. Have no interest in it. Yeah. Um, we're I would say exactly where we want to be. We're a top five on the network that we're on most of the time, and yeah, that's exactly where we want to be. Yeah, we're adding and we're adding value to. Every one of our partners, yes, we're more than paying Helping the bills grow, now. Yes, it's as successful as it's ever been from a financial standpoint, but but it's still not well. It's making a, anybody a living. No, it not from just and the that, television. That, that going back to the Dream Crusher episode, <laughs> <laughs> that TV people, you, you we've been doing it ten years and we're still not making a living. So yeah. Get your ex, you know. Get the expectations. Know what right. your expectations should be. But it has paved the way for for the how South we make Bay a side of yeah. business, which is how we do make a living. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this: none of what we do w- would be very much possible had we not started that the Television TV show, show side of things. Yeah, it has led into from a marketing standpoint, from a networking, and it's gotten us the business that South Face has today. For the, the most, most part. part. Yeah, for the most part. No doubt. So let's dive off into marketing, though, if, and this is kind of outside of our television show when it comes to dealing with, with businesses and even personalities now. Our goal with the brands that we partner with is to help them be successful, the 900-pound gorilla of mm-hmm. whatever category they're in. And so if you're going to do that, you've got to have an understanding of how marketing works, how budgets work. Um, and then it, the, even the expectations of marketing. Um, and that's that's where I was fixing to lead into this before I wanted to set all that up, um, is the expectations need to be, there needs to be clarity on that from the very beginning. Because if not, you're going to be very frustrated in six months. Mm-hmm. There is a process that has to take place to position yourself and your brand and your product to get it in front of the masses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies don't realize that. They think I'm going to spend $3,000 this month and where's my return tomorrow. Exactly. Um, 
and there's a process to it. I like to tell people all the time, this marketing is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And if you think it's a sprint, don't even start. There's some marketing <clears throat> dollars that you may see a quick return on investment. If you spend X dollars for certain said trade show booth yeah. that you're going to use that just gives you this presence that's going to draw more people into your booth so you can take more orders, yes, you're going to see a direct return on that investment pretty quickly. That's one of the few <laughs> marketing dollar spends that you're going to see direct return well, on investment some, real fast. And there's some stuff even digitally you can do where you see some quick turnaround, mm -hmm. whether it's with coupon codes or mm -hmm. whatever. You'll see that from time to time. But it kind of leads me into what I want to talk to and kind of just we'll just kind of brainstorm on this a little bit for people that are listening. There's and maybe you've heard of this. There's five classes of consumers some people call it the production adoption life cycle and this is important to know because every brand um or product or television show or whatever they they go through this so there's what and you may have heard of it, it's what they call there's five of them there's innovators there's early adopters there's early majority there's late majority and there's laggards and so that don't sound like any of that's important to you look at the percentages of what makes up that people group so two and a half percent of potential buyers are, are innovators, 2.5%. So that means if you launch a product tomorrow, 2.5% of the world is even going to pay you any attention. That ain't very much. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, if you're if you're starting a television show and you want to get in this industry, when you're looking at who are you selling to, 2.5% of the brands they're going to market might look at you. Look at you. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that tend to look at early. Yeah. That, the the, the the companies that are early adopting companies, you yeah. know, they adopt new technology, new. Well, that's actually the second category is early adopters. So that makes up 13.5% mm -hmm. of, of that group. Then you have where it gets fun is when you get to the early majority and late majority. So early majority is 34%, late majority is 34%. So nearly 70% of your potential clientele um, falls into those two categories. And so there's a position, uh, a process that has to get you to that place. Mm -hmm. And that's where the marketing dollars come into. So mm -hmm. um, even with some some clients this week, we were talking about um, getting their products in big box stores, which is one of the things that um, when you think about being innovative, our marketing firm is that separates us from basically every marketing firm on the planet now is our contacts and connections through our team with the big box stores. So mm -hmm. we literally can change uh, the value of a company with what we're what we bring to the table now if it's the Absolutely. right product so but before you can ever get into a big box store and you have that meeting with them to get your product in there there's some things that have to happen prior to getting there because you're going to get in that meeting and you if you debacle the whole meeting it may be four or five <laughs> years before you get a chance maybe to get if back you in front, ever get if you get a chance to get back in front of them and so um that goes back to the expectations. I think people need to understand that when you're getting ready to spend marketing dollars, especially if it's a substantial amount of money, mm -hmm. to know that you're getting into a marathon and that it takes time to because exactly. And this is also though, and we're talking about companies that want to lead a category or kind of dominate a certain space in the industry. Um, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It may mm -hmm. take you three, four, five years to get where you want to be. It may take you a year. It's funny. Everybody we talk to wants it to be tomorrow. Exactly. But that's not realistic thinking. And if mm -hmm. that's your expectation, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And so getting those expectations set from the beginning to me is, is very, very um, important. It's interesting talking with some of the big box stores and even watching how they place product mm -hmm. on the shelves. Um, they're starting to actually only put certain brands on the shelves because of the marketing dollars they're putting that are being put behind them so they're yeah. starting to pull other companies and just mm -hmm. because they know so this is where it goes back to positioning yourself and doing things right mm -hmm. the first i would say at least the first 12 months before you start going into some of these meetings trying to get your product in major chains um if it's not done right you're going to be just like the rest of the companies that are trying to get in there with, Absolutely. with no marketing strategy no dollars no traffic on your social mm -hmm. media, no traffic on your, uh, just even word of mouth traffic on your brand. Mm -hmm. You know, when they see that you're literally trying to help them sell that product off of their shelves, they're a lot more intrigued. And, and that's in, you know, any, anything. anything. I yeah. mean, in, in cattle industry and what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's way easier 
to go to one of my customers, which is a store of veterinarian, and say, I want you to put this product in here if you already know four or five guys down the road that are that are going to use that that he knows he can sell it if, if you go say i got jim bob fred and frank and joe over here and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna use this i need you to put it in yeah well it's a no-brainer for him but if you just go to that account and ask for him to put it in yeah and he has no way of knowing whether he's gonna sell it same thing with the big box store and hunting brands you know yeah if they know you are doing driving it. business and that, and that goes back to positioning yourself so it's different than going in and saying i'm gonna i've got a marketing strategy that i'm about to put in place here's what i'm fixing is it different when you go and say i'm fixing to do this 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 and this no no i'm, I'm saying i'm saying it's even different because i think that's where some companies mess up sometimes i'm saying going into that saying this is not what we're going to do this is what we've done right oh Here, yeah here's the numbers you can look mm -hmm. at it if you want to compare what we're doing versus every one of our competitors mm -hmm. here's a list of bullet points of why we're dominating them in these areas right well it's a no-brainer once they see that but if, but if you go in there and say you know what this is what we're going to do we're thinking mm -hmm. about doing this this and this and this mm -hmm. it's just like getting into the hunting industry so those innovators they're going to take on a television show or whatever i say in hunting industry i meant television side of the industry it's the same thing. If you go in there and say, we're looking to do this, 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 and this, they don't give a rip. No. They want to see, what have you done, and are you going to be around? Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, you're not turning major dollars until you get to early, late majority. Exactly. And and that's that means you've probably been established for a few years. Yes. And so it's going to be buckle down crunch time for two or three, four years. You maybe, need to know that going in. Maybe five. Mm -hmm. You may have to work two or three jobs or whatever mm -hmm. until you can get to where you can sustain yourself just off of that. So expectations are a huge, huge part of this, uh, knowing what you're getting into when it comes to marketing. Um, Branding is even a more lengthy process oh, definitely. than marketing something. Yeah. Know, to and, speak to that side. And I've it. seen even some of, the, some of the, the companies we deal with still have a hard time grasping. They love the idea of branding. They think it sounds awesome. But when you say, hey, we need when it comes to writing a check for it, to spend money on branding, their they, default is always let. Nope, nope, no. Nope, we got to go back to mark. We got to market this product. Yeah. And it's so funny to sit back and watch it kind of take because it happens almost every single meeting I get in. They all love the idea of branding, but they want to spend money get, on marketing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like it's pretty humorous, but it's part of the learning curve and just being educated on why. Mm hmm. Um, and I say this all the time. I learned this from a mentor in my life that, that why is king. If you can explain the why mm -hmm. and get that in front of people, mm -hmm. it helps bring clarity to whatever it is you're trying to, to do or facilitate. Exactly. You know, you have to be able to explain the why. But when it comes, and it's funny because I can explain the why in the, in as far as what we're talking about right now. But like you said, when somebody's fixing to write a check, mm -hmm. it's like their default is like, no, 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 no. We've got to put this product. we got to say every word we can about this product. This is our product, and our product's great. Exactly. Well, the truth is, the, the Joe Blow average consumer don't give a crap about your product in stage one. The only, no. the only innovators. 2.5% exactly. of the world. Yes. That's all that might care. And yep. so what do you got to do to get in front of them? So I look at it like this. In the world of advertising and marketing and branding, um, and this is why branding is, and Sika Yeti's both done a great, phenomenal job of this, but strategy is always changing in marketing. Mm -hmm. The way people are spending dollars is constantly changing. The only thing that's never changed, it's not changing, it never will change, is, is stories. Yep. And so when you're buying for, when you're trying to advertise to somebody, what you're basically doing is buying for somebody's time. And the only way you can really get in front of them is through entertainment. Yep. and telling stories. And I call it story branding. So I love to um, adopt this mindset with every every company we work with is what is your story as far as your company? Because every company has some type of story. When you get to digging into the facts of where a company came from, even a company that we're working with right now that's fairly new, there's been 17 years worth of prep time getting them to where they're to fixed. Where they're so at. the whole world, the innovators are – there's 2.5% of the world that's going to think, man, this is a brand new company. They're, they brought a pretty innovative product. But the truth is, when I backtrack the story, 17 years has went into getting this idea to the market. To the market. Yeah. But even 
even now they're like freaking a little bit on the whole idea of branding just mm-hmm. because yeah because <laughs> when you start putting a dollar amount to that it don't always add up and make sense exactly that you just want to entertain people through a story well it goes back to selling your values selling what you believe in this is who we are and if you look at the leaders yeah. now yeah and that's what we're talking that's about the kind of things this. that they are doing that's the kind of things that's out of the box thinking you might have your product subtly placed mm-hmm. in that story somewhere mm-hmm. um but it's not, hey, this is our product. This is how it works. This is how much it's going to cost you. This is where you get it. This is why you need it. That's all marketing. It's not branding. Yeah, more, more and more. There's a place for that, but more and more the public turns that off. And it's because there's Quickly, so much of it. Because so, there's so much of it all the time so, shoved down people's throats. Yeah, it's so it's what's what I call noise in the advertising space. And, and the digital, as good as the digital space is, it's created opportunity for a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And so you have to do something to separate yourself from company A, B, and C. If you're company B and y'all all have a similar product, mm-hmm. there's got to be something that separates you from your competition. And so to me, if if which the majority of companies are caught up into just marketing and not branding, this is a key place you can separate yourself through story branding. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen it I've seen it play out uh, mul- on multiple occasions now where – um, just people connect to values. They connect to your story. They feel Absolutely. like they know you once they watch your story and they think, you know what? I, th- I relate to these people. We all want to do business with somebody that we know. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way, w- the way humans are wired. Well, and it goes back to trust. You want to feel like yes. the company you're buying from or partnering with or whatever, that there's trust there. Mm-hmm that they are bringing you a product that's going to help you, you know, facilitate whatever it is you're needing to facilitate. Exactly. With that product, you want to have trust that you bought a solid product. Mm-hmm. You know? um, we could go on and on and on about that. We just wanted to throw a little bit of that out um, this week because the truth is we could we could talk, and we probably will more and more down the road, um, but I've realized through the messages that we've, we've gotten through text and emails, um, which, by the way, feedback at Tour 12, com. If you've got questions or comments, hit us up. We'd love to respond to you, maybe even talk about some of the things that you'd like for us to talk about on this podcast. But that's what's really led to discussing a little bit of this today with marketing and branding is we do have a lot of businesses um, and even television shows. I don't know if we have too many television shows listening after last week but <laughs> or the last podcast, but uh, we've had quite a few uh, comments and emails. And uh, so, they were probably all sitting around going, yep. Yep. I knew he, it. He, yep. <laughs> Somebody finally said it <laughs> in an entertainingly blunt way. Uh, but I love that. I think that's just being real. And that's what we're trying to do even here right now, discussing marketing and branding and expectations. You've got to be real from the get-go. And yes. I, I tell companies we're, that we're partnering with right now to, to, take, to take on all their marketing, we have to have a foundation of trust. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we're going to say some things you may not want to here. here we want you to tell us some things we may not want to hear mm-hmm. but at the end of the day we're working together to put out a product that's going to work and that we're going to help each other's businesses be successful that's what we do and that can never happen if there's not a foundation of trust that's exactly and being right. real with each other and uh so if you want to live your passion whatever that is you've got to have a foundation of trust and have somebody that can speak truth into your life i mean i feel like going, yes moving forward Otherwise, you're just going to be hitting a dead-end road. and mad. Yeah, and if you can't handle the truth, <laughs> then Old you need to quote there. Babe. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to be able to take that criticism and apply what, what you know, yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and not get mad and all been out of shape about it. Yeah. You know, I know everybody listening to this is not interested in probably marketing a product or whatever but keep in mind that all these principles apply to person personality or you or whatever you're doing in your life and with your family with your kids i mean you're we're always marketing ourselves whether we know it or not yeah in what we do how we act what we say that's scary. Keep that in mind. You had to bring you know? the whole personal thing into it, didn't you? <laughs> 
So you're telling me right now I'm I'm showing my kid how to be a dad and a, and a leader someday. You definitely are. <laughs> and I do a crappy job of it a lot of times. Oh, it got real now. <laughs> do what I say, not what I do. Oh, it's funny. I mean, I, I guess it is. <laughs> not really. <laughs> oh, me. A lot of truth there. Yep. Well, B, you got what else you got? Anything else? I guess that would be my closing deal is just always be conscious of, you know, how you're how you're marketing yourself to yeah. whoever it is how, you're in front of. How you're you positioning know? yourself for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And have a plan. You yeah. know, know where you wanna be. Yeah. Um know what that end goal is and what it look like looks like because if it's not measurable then you're you're wasting a lot of time if you can't measure where you are against that goal yeah you you need to know that i even recommend i even did it this last week with a client i recommend even writing it down Mm -hmm. so what are your goals in life this this podcast is built around the idea of living your passion and and a lot of people don't exactly know what that is so so write down what are your top five goals what are your what are the top five things you're passionate about what do you what gets your your motivator going yeah i mean it's as it's as simple as a small i'm a small business plan type it's just some bullet points is all it has to be i mean i have to do a business plan every year for my business yeah and it it, what are my goals where i need to be how we gonna get how there? do i think i'm gonna i write down what i think i need to do to get there what resources i need what what that what are my tactics that i'm going to use to achieve this and how much money you think it'll take exactly yeah and then as you go through those and click through them you get closer and closer to what that end goal is that you you know you don't hit it every time if it's a number or whatever you don't hit it but you know you've done everything you said you were going to do you work your plan yeah and that's the same thing with life you know know what that goal is have tactics to get there that is a great great practical uh some practical advice right there that you can take right down where you want to be so wherever you're headed wherever you want to go uh, get a plan know the expectations and execute 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 and uh see where you're at in five years absolutely i promise you'll be further or closest to closer to where you want to be than you were when you started yeah if you didn't have a plan for sure mm-hmm. it's uh that shotgun approach to life is i fall i into did it for a long time yeah and i still do it some in oh, some too. areas of my life I um, do too. i'm i'm trying to work on those yep um but it's frustrating because you never a lot of times because you never know where you are or what you've accomplished and yeah. Or where you're even shooting at. Yep. I like to shoot for the money. I like to shoot for animals. <laughs> you do. You do do that. Well, guys, thanks for uh, joining us with that. We're going to close this thing out. We have intentionally tried to keep this thing under an hour after this last episode four. It was yeah. three hours. We thought we'd give you just a... Uh, we didn't feel like everybody needed another Joe Rogan length <laughs> podcast. No, we did not. Well, other than that, man, hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back with you before long for episode uh, six, I believe it will be. And uh, until then, man, peace out. God bless. Out.